Gentlemen, we're here. Hello. We're back. Oh, Hello. my God. So much has happened. It's July 5th. Free agency has kicked off. We still have big names on the board. Since last we recorded, the draft has happened. Free agency is open. There's been trades. There's been buyouts. All that and more. But before we start, Daniel, mm-hmm. you have something to show us. Yes, it's funny. I'm going to change it up today because um, the th- initial thing I was going to show you, I've been sh- reshuffling a few things and uh, I forgot where I put it. So yeah, I will okay. show you something else that is related right. to the okay. podcast. Tisk, tisk, tisk. It's very relevant. Okay. Um, what, I think that? it's just I've had a lot of free time in my lunch hours over work, like during work, especially when I work remote. Right. So yeah, I'm surely, but slowly, sorry, but surely getting through my backlog of Lego sets oh. that I've accumulated. Forgot I had so many. Oh uh, yeah, so I forgot you were I have getting a few. them. So I yeah. have two. Well, actually, three. Small ones right here. Um, okay. I just got these because they were on sale at Walmart, but I got the Han Solo and then small Millennium Falcon over there. I don't it's know really funny is. because you have like the blurred background. It yes. looks censored, so it looked like you're holding <laughs> naughty, a naughty item. I also have the uh, Boba Fett one. What? You see that one there? There you go. Do you know they changed the name of his ship? It's now just Boba Fett ship. Boba Fett. That's hilarious. It was it, before, one. it was called Slave One. Now, obviously, oh, Disney yeah. do not want kids with ships. With no, don't, e- don't even get me started about Disney. I'm not. We're not going to talk about it now. Um, but some but yeah. of the shows they have on uh, Disney Plus, <laughs> we need to talk yeah. about if that's not so, dry. So yeah, fun fact: they've they've officially changed it. So if you look oh. at boxes nowadays, it's just Boba Fett ship. Which I was looking at Lego sets like a year ago. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the name of the ship. But mm-hmm. yeah, they changed it because, you know. Uh, uh, let's just hope they don't show anything yeah. from Peter Pan or anything nowadays. But uh, what's what else, Daniel? Uh, this is the last one. Um, I finished. I think we bought this long time ago. And remember when we had our Lego craze? We all decided no, tell to me buy something. Brother, I don't deal. stop my Lego craze. Uh, no, finish the part of my deal. life. No, it's actually the Jedi Starfighter. So oh. yeah, that's Anakin's, Anakin's right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've I have that same one, and I've rebuilt it about seventeen. Times. I really like it. It was a fun set to play. It's with. a it's a simple set, but it's just it's an iconic. It's obviously it's it his so episode nice. three Starfighter for anyone who's not uh, watching the YouTube version. But uh, yeah, no, I yeah. just I wasn't expecting you to bring up Lego, but thank you. I might um, now because I kind of want the Obi One one now because I watched Attack of the Clones over the weekend. And they then... released a new one too. Yeah, like, that's they the re released it. I think so. Yeah. yeah, man, there's some good ones out there. All right, so now we can talk about hockey. And now that yes, we've lost everyone finally. talking about Lego, but this is <laughs> Lego's more important. Uh oh man, where do we stay? There isn't a lot. Let's go to the this draft. Is... Let's 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 okay. let's get okay. the pain out early. Because uh, here's the thing, the like, out early. like free agency sucked, right? We're still waiting, but it's it sucked. It was pretty bad. It was just full of like two year we'll we'll, we'll talk about it more, mm-hmm. but like it kind of sucks. So we can start with the draft. Um, no one's surprised by the fact Connor Bedard went first overall. I was very the surprised. drama started at two with Leo Carlson going and then Adam Fantilli mm-hmm. falls to three. Um, number four, it's Will Smith going to San Jose, which I don't think anyone was really surprised with. Mm-hmm. And with the it. door was open. Now, I don't know about you guys, but obviously leading up to the draft, I was glued to my phone at every point I could during the day. Like even at work and I was trying to sneak peeks at what was going on. This and this it, disc. it really felt like the tide was turning that the Canadians were actually going to take Matt Vamichkov. There was word they were tabling like five different offers, Frank Cervelli was saying, for the fifth overall pick, but they were keeping the selection, including Nashville offering Yaroslav Askarov, which I saw and I was like, please don't do that. Please don't. Uh, You would never hear the end of it. I would would, would have cried. I absolutely would have cried. Um, The Canadians keep the pick, though. 
they bring out the man, Carey Price, my love, um, to uh, the last player they selected fifth overall back in 05 to make the selection. And I cannot tell you how much I wanted to hear him say Matt B. Meechkov. He goes up. David. Oh. Jay looks behind him to Rob Ramage and everyone. It takes an uncomfortably long time for Ken Hughes to go up to Carey Price and say, takes the mic. We meant to do that. It's David Reinbacker. Um, oh, my God. You know, they could. Let's just talk about the good stuff before I lose my mind over this pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, first off, Carey Price apparently felt really, really bad um, about this. And it was funny that Pecorine screwed up a pick announcement later in the draft, too, as a Lalongo tweeted out. Rough night for the attendees. Um, but apparently Carey Price was like, like really sorry to him. And he's been like mentoring him about like dealing with Montreal because Ryan Backer has already received quite a few. I don't know what to say from Habs fans, but you know, uh, idiots, know. stop. Don't be awful people. Um, That goes without saying, but we feel like we need to mention it anyway. Let's not send rude remarks to an Austrian teenager. I mentioned that because you can imagine... I don't think I need to say anymore, but look up a famous Austrian around World War II and you'll know. Um, oh, man. Um, the good. What's the good? So, What's the good? So <laughs> that Carey Price was was really cool to him and everything. Like, that's good. That's um, the good? No. And, come on. There's and more he seems him. like he has a good attitude about the fact that he had probably the most outrageous, furious, passionate to a fault sometimes fan base ruining the day for the kid yeah. um you know it, it looked like carrie price was sort of like being good with him and it sounded like the organization yeah. was sort of there for him which thank god because if this is the bergevin era they would have just blamed him and then traded him for an aging center who was past his prime anyway or a depth guy dwight king never forget um listen I just need to go off for a bit here. I no, I know, but what's yeah. the good? There, but there's good about the pick. Uh, let's let's let's. We're gonna get to that. There's still we're gonna get to him. the good of the okay. pick, but we. I okay. just need to let some steam off here. Okay. Because because I got a lot of text messages after that pick. A lot of people I told I needed time. Other people stopped it because they recognized I needed time. I, I think I just left you alone. Because uh. it got worse. Like so. Apparently, yeah. the reason the Canadians did not trade down with Philly was because they thought Arizona were going to take Ryan back. Um, okay. And then Philly goes on Arizona pick their guy. I don't care about the Coyotes. You're not getting the attention today. Um, and Philly do what everyone knew what they were going to do, and they took Matt Bainichkov. Okay. Um, no one can say anything now, right? Like we. No, the, the Caulfield video is dead. They can't uh -huh. do that. Yeah. Um, the moment Michkov scores a goal against the Habs, I'm not going to go on Twitter ever again. Okay. Like everyone has to eat that up. Oh, yeah. 100%. Everyone has there's, to take it because they've been crap. dishing it. So here's what I'm going to say. First off, um, I don't think this is as much of a reach of a pick that Kakaniami was. That one was the clearest thing of picking for position I think I've ever seen. Like that was bad. Like that was bad. Um, and I've seen guys from like the elite prospect scouts who I trust more than respect, with all respect, a lot of people really talking about the upside of this player, right? So I trust them. I recognize the fact that a top pairing of him and Lane Hudson or Caden Gooley is going to be amazing, and the Habs' defensive prospects are mwah, chef's kiss. I love it, except for Logan May. Um, I, I do. I see them like, that's great. I like that. However, 
you will never again. I like I, I I'm not saying I've lost total sort of trust for Kent Hughes, but and that group, but there's gonna be an asterisk now because you cannot tell me and justify to me. Forget about the Russian contract and all that. You cannot dare look me in the eyes and see that David Reinbacker at five, I want to say this very clearly, at five was the best player available, which is the 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 the, the philosophy Kent Hughes was singing about. Sure. So and apparently, just one more thing before I throw mm-hmm. in the ear out. Yeah, yeah. I was all the scouts were unanimous on this. Listen, I get if people like it, but if every single scout if a business is ran by people and every single person agrees, there's something wrong. So, you know, but I just, I don't, so, it was wrong. It was wrong. It was the wrong pick. Just, wrong pick. you say he's not the best player player available. And I would agree, right? Like Mat- yeah. Matvey Mishkov's there. And I mean, we can go through that. I think there's things that have been said that, t- to be honest, are so counterintuitive to the way people want to talk about how hockey should be moving forward and how we've been discussing Matej Mitchkov is beyond me, but whatever. We can talk about that after. You say best player available. So obviously Mitchkov's one of those guys that you would have picked uh, ahead of Reinbacker. Yeah. I look at the rest of the top 10, after Reinbacker, Simashev, which again, that's a big reach uh, by the Coyotes. Like Simashev, I think, consensus, that consensus. Is, is, the fact that's worse than Reinbacker. Yeah, yeah, but there, and this goes to the Mitch. This goes even with the Mitchkov stuff of what he was saying to teams. I don't know if you've heard that interview. Oh, it got me more mad. Right, that's because the, the, then the yeah. justification for why Montreal didn't take him is worse. Um, so then you have Simashev, which was a reach. Uh, Ryan Leonard, who went to Washington at eight. Nate Danielson, um, who went to uh, Detroit at nine. And yeah. uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, who went to St. Louis at 10. Who would you take? It, it, or, or, I mean, we can go down the list. Like, how many players there are you looking at and saying, I would take them ahead of David Reinbacker? Um, name you didn't mention, and I hate the fact Buffalo got him. I would have been fine yep. with Zach Benson at that pick. Yeah, at 13. Um, yeah. That that one's insane to me. I cannot believe he fell that far. Um, Leonard, I would have been okay with in that tier. That was a guy mm-hmm. I wanted. Um yeah, like that's those are the guys. I would have been fine with Benson or Leonard at that. But obviously, obviously, Mitchkov is is number one. But those would yeah, have been yeah, the other outside guys. of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm also, I'm seriously I'm so shocked Detroit didn't take Benson. Really, but yeah, that's yeah. a. I'm very high on Zach Benson. Um, I'm I listen. I, I I'm not going to repeat what you said. I pretty much agree with what you said about the Reinbacher stuff. Like I think it's pretty. To me, it's like, yeah, I get it. You need a right-handed defenseman. He's available. You think he's going to be taken next at six, which is possible. I just don't understand the them not taking Mitch Cobb because, and, and I guess we can talk about it now if you want, is – uh, I want to say it was 32 thoughts. It was Friedman who mentioned that what Minchkov was really saying to teams was he wanted to be in a market where the people cared. And 
a, a, a what what was it a big bigger market I don't... the market that wanted to win and the market that cared about the game of hockey you're right so you're right and so the, the justification for not ta- there's no justification to me for not taking Mitchkov at five like I, I don't understand the how we're talking about Mitchkov I get it the Russian con- ru- there's the Russian contract scenario there's the I don't know what else there is outside of there how many like we're talking about the down you know people mentioned the downside of his game He's 18 years old, first of all. He's 18 years old. I'm telling you, he'll get better. Hey, hey, Alex. You'll, you'll figure it out. He's in a men's league. He's doing hey, well. Hey, he's hi- he has one of the best yeah. draft years hey, in guys. Russia uh, compared to his compared to Alexander Can, Ovechkin. Just quick question. Um, yeah. Does anyone care that Ovechkin doesn't play defense? I'll no. just leave that no. there. For, right. Um, yeah. The way we're taught, people are talking about Matej Mitchkov is so counterintuitive. You'd think he doesn't want to come to the NHL, but on multiple occasions now, including from his agent, we've heard that he wants to come over. The Flyers shut down their facility to secretly talk to him. Like, guys, come on. <laughs> you Daniel. knew he was oh, coming. Sorry. You knew he's coming. He came to the draft. I, I think came. it's the fact. And, and let's not. Let, we all know what this is. Let's not pretend we don't know what the Mate mm-hmm. Mitchcraft thing is. I'm not going to say where he's from, but let's just put two and two together here. The Habs That's also what this drafted is. a Russian who then signed a three-year contract in the KHL. So it's like, ah, okay. So we can wait for this 20-year-old, but not the super talented 18-year-old. Okay, cool. Weird. Okay. Yeah, I mean, He was okay, coming. I, yeah. Oh, I know sorry. different circumstances globally, especially right now. But again, Pittsburgh took Evgeny Malkin second overall. Oh, they on, waited yeah. for they had to wait for him. You know, there was the lockout, I know that, but also he didn't come right away. People have to look up the 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 the, the, the Malkin story. It's a very fascinating yeah. one for hockey fans. I, I hate this team. Like, I'm actually so... Like, I don't want to hate Ryan Backer because he's going to be a great player. Like, exactly. he yeah. is. Yeah. But it's just the fact that Meechkov was there and the missed thing is, gonna, is going to unfairly follow that player for the rest of his career. That's the, that's the big problem here. And what I don't like is management then saying, do you know what? The negative attention is probably what doesn't help people wanting to come to Montreal. And I have never felt more insulted as a fan in my entire life. Now, I'm not condoning people referring to him as a former... A, 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 German I, I don't want to say the name, but everyone saw the tweet. Again, Actually, I didn't see the tweet. World War people, like, I'm not in any way, shape, or form condoning that kind of stuff. You are... Words can't describe how messed up in the head you are to send that kind of stuff to an 18-year-old. Like, you are actually, like, there is something wrong with you. Like, uh, you know, seriously. So, it's just... <sighs> Blaming your fan base for... Sorry, can you explain social- what it... I, I, I didn't see yeah, this. I didn't Would see you mind either. explaining so it, it, what it, happened? An athletic article had it where a um a, a someone from... A, a, 
the Canadians management team, unnamed, yeah. quoted the negative attention that David Reinbacker was getting as a factor that could stop free agents coming to Montreal. Welcome to Canada. To which I said, have you ever been involved in a sports franchise ever? In Canada. No, yeah. just not even just them. Like, like Formula One reference. How much shit does Lewis Hamilton get? Right. How many, like, I- I'm sorry. I'm, again, I'm not condoning stuff like that, but... Then blaming your fans for like like stop it, because then you're because then what you're doing as a team is then you're all of a sudden bringing all of the fan base together. I'm not tweeting crap and, like that at him. And it's making excuses. Yeah, exactly. God, I'm sorry to say this, but like this is a fact, and this is the Canadians who after they fired Burton saying we're gonna do great and put this like mental health mental health um medical team together. Guys, I hate to say this. Because it's an ugly part of reality in 2023. But we need to face the facts that like negativity and like the world of social media is the way it is. And nothing's going to change that. So the fact that you are then going to say, hey there, guys. Because you know what? I'm sure no one ever signed with the Dallas Cowboys because of negative fans. Guys, like the reason no one wants to come and play in Montreal is for the taxes. Like, let's be honest here. And, you know, the stuff of like whatever's going on with the language bill and all that stuff and every Canadian thing. And, and like, let's be honest, Zach Bogosian could still be a leaf if, you know, all the lockdown stuff didn't happen. So don't you dare that? try and blame the fan right. base for that. That was personal. That was personal. Yeah, I know. I needed to bring it together. Though. <laughs> if, I, if I have this pain right now for another goddamn draft year. And then once we get to Anaheim, we'll bring up Alex Kalorn. Don't worry, Daniel. He's coming right, after yeah. me. Dumb contract. <laughs> Whatever. Should we Whatever. just do that now? Are we all done with um, thinking? We, we, could, we could segue into it with, I don't know, um, my Leo Carlson thoughts. You know, I yes, was yes. very happy that he wanted to be a duck. Uh, he had all those videos of him. I loved it. I like that he did it in both languages, both English and in Swedish. And Is it apparently he has like a stutter? Um, I don't know. I didn't know that. I didn't realize I just, that. I thought I, it was like, he, he sounded fine to me. It's just I thought I saw someone on Twitter being like, here's this interview of him doing different language and apparently he had a speech thing. I could be wrong, but I thought I saw that. How much of a reach is it? Carl, it's surprising, but is it as much of a reach bad. as as the gaps gas? Listen, you know, Alec no. Adam Fantilli wanted to go to Columbus, so Sure he did. It's okay. He did that video. I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe Mike Babcock was like standing behind the camera. Oh yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Can I just say, by the way, um I think uh, Something I noticed right away watching the draft, the moment Bedard gets taken, did you see who went over and shook his hand? Adam Fantilli. Yes. And then when Leo Carlson gets taken, who goes Adam and shakes Fantilli. his hand? Can, can you please are you, are uh, you read gonna, what I wrote in the doc? Are you going to make <laughs> a Shane Wright comment? In the doc? Wait, wait, hold on. About, you... about, about Adam Fantilli. Oh, hold my on. God. Uh, I like Fantilli. Adam is a man. Oh, okay. Uh, Fantilli is a man from a good family. Yes. <laughs> I agree. And then he had on his suit vest all the names of his teachers and all that. Yeah. That's Sounds like a my like, backpack type of guy, you know? He's a man yeah. from a he, good family. He generally seems like a, yes. a good kid, which is weird because he looks older than me and I'm 24 and all. He meant to go to, he was meant to go to Columbus then, I guess. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But, you know, the Carlson, I don't, I would have been shocked if he fell past three to begin with. You know, I don't think it's, uh, yeah. You know, I wonder if Carlson played in Canada. And I know Fentilli was an NCAA guy, but let's not forget World Junior time around that. I think Fentilli stock really, really grew. 
you know, and I, mm-hmm. I don't, people can say whatever they want. We don't pay a, as much of attention to the overseas guys as we should. Sure. You know, I just don't, you know, I just don't believe it, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's that big of a, it was no. the reaction from the crowd made it feel like when cider got taken by Detroit, but it should nowhere have been that big of a reaction. Still yeah. So it wasn't as big a reaction as the, the, the Montreal fans uh, face when they picked Jesperi Kotkin. Oh yeah, that one was that, that was classic. He was right. No, she was, right. She was yeah. but it was still a classic, <laughs> yeah. classic face. I mean, what I liked about the pick was his comparables. Um, you know, worst comes to worst, like a lot of the scouts said, he'd be like a Philip Forsberg, where I don't mind. That's pretty good. Uh, like a high level of Philip Forsberg, but coming into the draft, they're like you know. You could be like an Evgeny Malkin, you know, a big center that's very skilled. So, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I've, I know it was a bit of a shock. It's funny when you were sending me those texts about the pick. I actually wasn't at the Blue Jays game, so I just yeah. kept getting the updates from you guys. I wasn't looking at my phone until like I saw it. I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? <laughs> Do you- it's fine. I, I remember I mentioned Adam Fantilli so many times because he was in the mold of what you think a prototypical Ducks pick would be like. Mm-hmm. But the more I sit with it, the more I think it's okay. I mean, I like that there's this new direction of the team. And also, Mason McTavish kind of fits that already in a way. Yeah. I think he has a year or two left in um, Sweden, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So it's still going to be a couple painful years in uh, Anaheim. See, why did that not prevent him from slipping, though? I mean, so, I know oh, a different situation. No. I know a different oh, situation. Uh, Yo, McTavish, uh, Seagrass, and, um, and uh, Carlson. Carlson's a pretty good like group to have someone's playing wing oh uh, yeah zgrass maybe probably zgrass yeah i think like projection wise best center you know i don't nothing wrong with that it's just you know mm-hmm. zgrass may be the like the face of the team but skill wise like he's probably gonna be the third best of those three yeah. okay I, I need to know what the ducks were thinking in free agency since we're here <laughs> i wanted to i know we have a thing later where we want to get to like signing stuff but i can't let this go so before we get to the bigger one, they give 33-year-old Gracko Gudas a three-year deal at $4 million per, and then they go to 33-year-old Alex Kalorn, give him a four-year deal at $6.2 million. Now, off the top of my head, I'm wondering, maybe not. It could be close, though, mm-hmm. because Orlov was only a two-year deal. Did Alex Kalorn get the biggest deal of free agency? Um, and I'm ignoring the fact wise, yeah. that Sorokin was an extension because it was an extension. Not yeah, yeah. Signings. Like of pure free agent signings, I think yeah. he might have. Yeah, he, he might have been. Yeah. But That's I I, think weird. I found the answer to the question, though, Adam. Oh. Okay. The uh, Anaheim Ducks have four RFAs to sign. Troy yeah. Terry, Trevor mm-hmm. Zegras, Jamie Drysdale, and Lucas Dostal. Wait, this offseason? Right now. Ooh, they ooh. have $28 million in cap space. Um, this signing was the classic NHL GM mode signing. As, <laughs> I, I, as was uh, Perry and Foligno, and I'm sure we'll get to it. Yeah. And Eric like, Berger Dofer for our game. Remember that? Yes. We get him like, it's like we, need, seven. we need to Gesundheit? pay him a lot. Pardon? Gesundheit? What did you just say? No, because remember when we were playing in our uh, own GM mode, and then um, we're like, "Oh, we're we're Eric not even Berger hitting the cap floor." Offer. And then there's oh, a guy named Eric yeah, Bergerdofer. Yeah. I think Alex gave him like a one-year, nine point five million dollar contract. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. We, we needed to hit Justin. the cap floor. 
We yeah. did that with Justin Pogge too, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lord, we were crazy lads. Um, do you guys want to quickly mention best value and worst overpays? And starting with the overpays because negativity. Uh, yeah, sure. All right. Daniel, why don't you go ahead since I just ripped the team that you love doing a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to just stick with Alex Kalorn. I know the type of value he brings to the team, but it's those type of contracts where I would have been happy if it was a two- or three-year deal because you already had Ryan Strom kind of fitting in that same type of role, I think, that like it's a guy that could still play at a high level, but someone you kind of need to, you know, he's basically like the Taylor Hall as he is in Chicago. Like you just need someone to play with your prospects. And this is a team that expects to be bad for a while. You still have to pay your RFAs. And I just don't really like the length on it. Fair enough. Alex, who's your, uh, who are your losers here? It's kind of hard to not pick Alex. It's just such an (laughs) odd deal. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, how can you, I don't know how to, justify it okay so i have two okay okay first off like this one team i can't get too mad at because i believe they're both one-year deals however uh, actually no one is a three-year deal now there is no team oh god who was it i I think it was craig button said that the vancouver canucks are the best when it comes to scraping the barrel of third pair defensemen they needed the top yeah. four guy, so they give Ian Cole a one-year deal at $3 million, then give Carson Soucy a three-year deal at $3.2 million. Oh, and by the way, he has a no-trade clause, a 12-team no-trade clause. So there was a lot of players who got no-trade clauses. I, I don't understand it. There was, It feels like there was a lot of them. Man, Like Travis um, Hamannick got a no-trade clause. Did he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. <laughs> Maybe that's trying to... Listen, listen, man. These aren't the worst contracts ever because, listen, there's a lot of two, one, three-year deals in this free agency because everyone's waiting for the cap to go up. Um, but there is another one that I just need to somehow justify. In a year where term was very, very rare, the New York, the New York Islanders. <laughs> not only you're speaking of trade clauses, did they give this player a 16-team no trade list for the entirety of this seven-year deal? But they gave it. A $21 million AAB $3 million seven-year deal to Pierre Engvall. <laughs> I just no, want I wa- to know why I, you did it. That's such a loose no, contract, isn't I it? Wanna, like, no, no let's, let's talk about this. Are the people who love Lou Lamorello done? Well, it's like, listen, this isn't this is as the bad as like Casey's Ezekis, but it's still kind of bad. Or protecting... um. Who was it? They lost Jordan Eberle. To oh, keep protecting the uh, Matt Martin line. in the expansion draft. Yeah, like this has to be the line, right? Like, why? I just for don't, the like... for for the Leaf fans who love Lou Lamorello, <laughs> this has to be the line. You know who else got a seven-year deal? By the way, thirty-year-old Scott Mayfield. Do you? Want yeah, that hear... one surprised me a lot too. What? What? Do you? Yeah, he got did seven you years. See this? I didn't know he got seven years. Yeah, 3.5 per seven years. He has a no trade clause. The following players have trade protections, by the way. Um, Simeon Varlamov, who re-signed four years at $35 million. Uh, sorry, at 35 <clears throat> years old, he got a four-year deal. 35-plus contract, 16-team no trade clause. Mayfield has trade protection. 
Pelic and Pulak have trade protection. You can excuse that, though. They're good. Um, they're unconfirmed for Carson Kuhlmans, who has a one-year deal, but, you know, like, oh, who cares? Modified no-trade clause for Engvall, Palmieri, Paggio, Nelson, Lee, and Horvat. I just, I, I love how awful, by the way, Bo Horvat, like, man, that, that, that contract does not immediately look bad. I just don't get with the Islanders. They're the only team this offseason who gave out term. No, no. Two other general managers did the same. Who am I forgetting? Uh, well, Steve Eiserman gave five years to JT Comfort for whatever reason. And he gave Let's three years to Steve Justin Eisenman. Hall. And he gave three years to Justin Hall. Thank you, Daniel. At $3.4 million. Yo, yo, We're, he saw we'll the talk two about that. worst, most hated defensemen in the Atlantic division in Ben Chirot last year. And um, Justin now Hall Justin Hall and thought, I need those guys. And then another general manager gave some term Kyle Dubas. Oh yeah. Six years for Ryan Graves. Five years for Tristan Jari. So I don't hate Graves. Jari, yeah, I, like I was one. like, oh, I was like, that's a that is a bad for that, a friend of mine who's yeah. a Pens fan. And even yeah. she was like, that's a bit of a Jari scares me. I don't know the justification for five years unless it's we li- first of all, I don't know what you're trading to get a goalie. Um, the cupboards are kind of thin at the moment. I mean, you can yeah. give up first round picks. That's Samuel Poulain, but I, I guess that's, that's your o- only option. Like, I don't know, but five years at 5.3 and a 12 team, no trade list. Yeah. <laughs> you can never forget. Yo. So they yeah. signed Will Butcher. Does that mean Eric Carlson's officially off the table for them, by the way? Oh, that's what that's what did it was Will Butcher. <laughs> yeah, well, because Not, they still technically could do it as long as Petrie and probably Jeff Carter are going the other way. It's just yeah. Petrie's trade protection. I would imagine I, I, Carter's as well is going to get. Yeah, in the way I don't know the. I, so, but San Jose, what takes like what fifty percent retained? No, no, they have to. They'd have to take, take all of it and still what to make it realistic twenty percent of Carlson. Like Carson's going to get retained, but I just wonder if that keeps them out of it. To like play Carson, the wing? Like, what? what's he coming to Pittsburgh man, I, to I do? Would, it, somebody has to try that. I am. Uh, I, will, I will not get off the campaign <laughs> of making Carlson a forward. I, I just Let's don't do it. know how it yo, works. I, yo, I think it's a bit. It's on, wild. But it's, this, yeah, yeah. By the way, I was shooting the crap saying Carlson to Carolina, and it may happen. I <laughs> yeah, it. that's I don't know how I just how you justify that when you traded for Brett Burns because it didn't work in San Jose. I don't Yo, know. Again, no. play the wing. Uh, who's going to like if they if it works like Doug Wilson never gets a job again, right? Because if it couldn't work with him, Mike Greer's only just gotten there. So it's a bit fair. So it's like, if, if Doug Wilson, who whatever coach it was, well, no, because what's his name is in uh Where's David Quinn? No, um, David Quinn's there now. Who's the yeah. former? Bugner doesn't have a job. Or he's an assistant, maybe. Can't remember. Yeah. Because they fired him at like the end of one summer and it was like, that's not cool. Yeah. Who was before who was before their current one? And Bugner. Doesn't matter. Okay, sorry, I derailed that, but yeah. um, no, not Tom McClendon. So Brady Shea stays with I don't know, Burns or Carlson. <laughs> and then what? Um, Jacob Slavin. Sorry, Slavin and then uh, but then Shea, Shea plays with the Bain. other one. 
because unless I just, Pesci, unless they're keeping Pesci, but I, I which, just don't see that happening. Especially they bring back Eric Carlson, and if they do sign Vladimir Tarasenko, who has a new agent as of today, I yes, he does. Is it okay? This might, be, and Adam, I know you're probably going to get upset, but oh, I, I don't like the idea of signing him. Tarasenko? Yeah, I don't. Not for Carolina. What? No. That is exactly what they need, though. <laughs> Five I'm, years I, ago, I, maybe. I think there's a more of a justification to sign to sign Vladimir Tarasenko. It's not going to be a long term deal. We all yeah. know that. Then bring in Eric Carlson at eleven million dollars or nine million dollars. I just if if I'm them, you, there's no Carl's... guarantee you're getting a hundred point Eric Carlson. We know that. Oh, we yeah. know that. Yeah. That's, there, yeah. You're either well, you getting know, you're either getting uh, that Eric Carlson or you're getting half that. So There's no in between. The reason I don't like Tarasenko for them is I think that's putting duct tape over a leaky pipe because he's a little older now. If I'm them, sure, I'm but and Carolina yeah. never freaking do this, but give splash out the assets and the money to get a divine goal score, but they never will. And um, is there one on the market? I there would have to be a guy via trade that we're not hey. thinking of. William Nylander? Huh? So well, what's the trade we, for haven't, that? <laughs> we haven't recorded since the award show, by the way. So if I may, by the way, <laughs> Eric Carlson is a three-time Norris Trophy winner, baby. Let's go. Who cares about defense? And shout out to that one like Pittsburgh rider who had McDavid sit on his MVP ballot. What are you doing, bro? Uh, I found his Twitter. Um, and man, he was that guy was getting flamed. But Eric Carlson. Move down, Bobby Orr's down to three now. Eric Carlson, team Nick Lidstrom <laughs> one. Let's go. Eric Carlson. He did it. Defense, Norris Trophy winner, my guy. Ageless wonder. Yeah, man. I told you he was back and no one believed me. <laughs> I feel like I had more faith in Eric Carlson than anyone on the San Jose Sharks. Probably. Wow. Yeah. Probably, yeah. And now he finally wants a trade. Yeah, after he gave, he three gave years, after three years of I'm staying, I'm gonna win. Listen, well, man, was it that Timo points like, this year? He can't do anything more. Let's Did not pretend like he yeah. walked into the season looking at the cap friendly and saying, "Wow, this is a team that could win." And then having the quote of, "I want to yeah, be on the con fun. contending team." Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying maybe he should speak his words a little bit. Didn't he say like a Timo Meyer trade was like kind of like the last straw for him? Do you remember Listen, that? Oh, that oh, was I'm the last straw? Apparently, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Eric Carlson has done it. his part. And and who else here would turn down a $92 million contract? No, I'm not suggesting that. I'm All I'm suggesting is don't come out and say, I want to play for a contending team. When you look at the cap friendly after signing an $11 million contract per year, and then tell me about contending. Eric Carlson has done his part. I'm not saying he hasn't, but you can't come out and complain in the situation that he's in. Um, where do we want to go from here? We're not going to get through everything, by the way. So I think we yeah. may have. Excuse me. Um, we'll pick and choose. Yeah, we got a Matt Duchesne gets bought out. Uh, that's oh we, wait a minute, we gotta talk about Nashville because um, so they move Ryan Johansson after taking half of his deal. They buy out Matt Duchesne. And listen, the way their day started, listen, Ryan O'Reilly at his current contract, I think with it, what, it's only half a million dollars more than, you know, than Ryan Johansson makes technically. Yeah, four term was a Term was a little rich for me, but with that AAV, I'm like, that's not awful. How you know, he, can I just say he's their highest paid forward right now? <laughs> Philip Forsberg. 
Oh, he's is he on IR? I know because he's on IR. He's IR. Yeah. Okay, okay. He's their so, second highest paid forward. So we we go to that. It wasn't, but then as the day went on, I'm like, oh, what is you doing? Gustav Nyfus gets a two-year deal at $3.1 million, which is like, I don't think you need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, then go to defense. I forgot Tyson Berry. I forgot he was a predator. That's really weird. Luke Shen gets the three-year deal at $2.7 million. It's just they gave out a lot of like these weird, like, what are we doing here? Like, you cleared up the space from um from Johansson and that. Again, the Kyle Turris buyout is still in effect for five more years. I didn't know it was that bad. It feels very much that they're going for a culture thing right now, but it was just kind of, I just didn't really get it. You know, and I mean? they have nine million dollars in cap space. So it's not like they're doing bad right now. It's just very, no. it's just weird to me. Yeah, the the Gustav Nyquist one, I don't really and I don't really get. I and it's two years. Like I feel like that'll be minimal if they if there's a guy who's going to take his spot, they can trade him this trade yeah. deadline if they wanted to i actually really like the ryan o'reilly one yeah um for what he's gonna bring on the ice and off the ice i think he can he's yeah he's older but i still think he can take minutes away from uh younger guys if you don't think they're ready yet in a way you can shelter the younger guys like he's old i get it he's 32 but i don't think he's astronomically old it's not like I don't know. Pick an older guy. Like it's not like you're you're running an old old man as a first line sheltering or first yeah first line sheltering man. Like it's Ryan O'Reilly. He's gonna get the job done. Um, and I guess off the ice too. Uh, maybe he's not the most vocal guy, but I, I don't mind him having him having him around the having him around. Luke Shen, I. I get the term, maybe. I don't get the dollars. I guess, like, listen, they have the calf space. I guess who gives a crap? Like, that that would be the justification. I can't believe the Leafs couldn't match that. I was maybe pretty disappointed. There was, maybe there was just stuff from other... There was enough interest in other teams. We we sure. know people wanted Luke Shen. And that's yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's the tax of, I played in Toronto and I got a lot of attention. So, like, I get it. I get it. Man, so there's just so much that's co- I'm remembering as we're going here. Um, was anyone else a little taken aback that the team decided Michael Bunting was the Hurricanes? By the way, no, I wasn't I'm expecting that. I wasn't expecting that either. I wasn't I expecting mean, it, but I'm not surprised. Okay, I, don't I think you think he's thing. gonna love playing with for Rod Brindamore? That is, yeah, that's gonna work out, and it's gonna be sickening for Leafs fans. Um, they yeah. also signed Dimitri Olaf, by the way, two years, and don't they also re-upped their normal. Uh, their goaltending tandem from last the week. trio, yeah. The trio's well, back. Well, Koka Chekov was already, yeah, signed, I know, but, right? he, but they're, they're back, yeah. Which is, uh, I, I don't get it, but anyway, um, the Pierre Luc Dubois, um, you know, saga is done. Uh, thank God, goes to LA, you know, uh, great, you know, I'm happy for you, man. Oh, it was a, it was a dream to play for the LA Kings. What do you guys think about the trade? Well, we're gonna. I'm setting it up. Still, sorry, sorry, worry. sorry. I'm so, because I'm stalling because I have to get cap friendly up because I didn't have the contract. Uh, I have. Uh, okay. I it's have an eight year. It. I got. Okay. I got it. Okay, got it. Um, okay. it's an eight year deal, eight point five million dollars per. Uh, the trade. I mean, I don't hate it. They get Alex Iafalo. They get Rasmus Kupari. They get Gabe uh, Velarde, who they are going to arbitration with, and a second round pick in 2024. Which, uh, funny enough, that pick originally belonged to the Montreal Canadiens. 
From what? Um, what do you guys think? What was I the? Don't know. Oh, was no the... idea where that's from. Arizona trade? No. Yeah. So I'm trying to. Oh they, then, yes, yes. Because it was the Sean Dursey. Sean Dursey. Yeah. Oh, Arizona. Yes, yeah. Arizona. Yes, Arizona. Yeah, so yeah, from yeah. The, the divorce actor. Okay, yeah, that's. So I yeah. listen. I mean, I don't know. I still can't justify eight point five, but I guess on an eight year deal, the cap's going to be who the hell cares? Like no one's going to care. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. I really like the deal, though. Like, considering they had extremely limited leverage, they really were working against two teams. It was Winnipeg, um, it was LA and Montreal. And then by the end of it, it was just LA. And I would argue, like, they didn't get a haul back, but they definitely get got uh, two relatively they're not the youngest guys in Kupari and Velarde, but seasoned prospects is what I'll call them. A nice addition in Alex Iafalo and a second round pick, like a decent haul for a guy who you really were trading to one team by the end of it. Yeah, it's for a guy that didn't want to stay. I like the value there and I was a bit apprehensive, especially with so many moving pieces and the number of players that didn't want to stay in Winnipeg long term, they were able to do what they wanted and get guys that can get into the lineup right away. You're not building from the ground up and you're still staying relatively, you know, not competitive. I'll say competent as a team with the Jets. So that's what it is. Um, It's a lot of money. Um, I think... We had this, Alex. This is was the range for Pierre Luc Dubois, but yeah. still a young center. It's still a guy that they believe the best has yet to come. I think with him, not so, hard, not hard to assume. Yeah, so he keeps quitting on teams. <laughs> so just I guess it is what it is. Like I think the Jets did the best they could for a guy that, and they did really well for a guy that didn't want to stay. I feel I hate Pierre Luc Dubois so much. I'm so I'm glad s- we don't have to talk about it. I so it was getting so annoying. Listen, they they get the guy who's going to replace Anze Kopitar for the next few years. Like, let's just be honest. Like, that's how Come this on, is going to go. I, uh, um, I, don't, I don't like that. I, I can't wait for if I ever go to a Kings Habs game to boo him. Um, for wasting everyone's time. Um, yeah, I I hope playing for the Kings is as much of a dream as you say it is. And uh, man, I I can't wait for you to request a trade in three years. Um, yeah. So I think um a trade that marked the reaction to me, and you know, I, I think we all kind of thought Ryan O'Reilly was going to head back to the Blues until, um, now that trade that did not happen that was maybe going to include multiple players between the uh, Flyers and the Blues and stuff about Tory Krug maybe shutting it down, um. You know, parts of that trade still came, a.k.a. just Kevin Hayes that retained for a six-round pick in next year's draft from the Flyers to St. Louis. Um, listen, Kevin Hayes was an all-star last year, which I know means not a lot to a lot of people. He still had, like, 50-odd points, and all of a sudden, he's going to a much more competitive team. Now, the Blues had their own problems last year, but now they have a player like this for, I think it's three more years, at $3.5 million. I think that's tidy business, actually, from Armstrong for the Blues. I don't hate that yeah. at all. And I think he just needed a new. He just needed a change of scenery. Like it was. Well, I mean, the last just, year was tough. He just couldn't be around Tortorella. Yeah. Yeah. He's always just one of those guys. You know what I mean? Every year, yeah. he's always one of those guys. 
Um, um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just it is what it, it is. is. Uh oh god. Yeah, Nick Felino and Corey Perry signed big one year deals with Expensive. Chicago. They just <laughs> I was really hoping Corey Perry was gonna so I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but I really wanted him back in Montreal. But instead he's just gonna I guess beat up anyone who tries to mess with Connor Bedard. Same with Nick Felino because leadership. They get their money. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, Taylor Hall's at Blackhawk now, by the way, because, yeah, weird. The cap dump. And now they're going to win every uh, lottery because everyone's been making that joke to death. Oh, boy. That's true. Um, That's true. I had something in my head that I was about to mention, but it's just completely. Oh, yeah. Crap. Uh, Alex Newhook is a Montreal Canadian. Oh, yes. Um, He is. Now, this is actually kind of a funny trade when you look at everything here. So, um, <laughs> Daniel, I think last time we recorded, you and I jokingly talked about Gianni Fairbrother. He's no longer a part of the organization. <laughs> because Ross oh, responds. Um, but Montreal do give up a first rounder, that being the Florida one from Ben Chirot, um, and their own second rounder. I'm not going to lie. Don't love giving up the second rounder for New Hook. He is an RFA. But um, essentially what this is, it's the same ideals as Kirby Doc, where a young player maybe not doing great in his current situation, and, well, they're hoping that in Montreal system will become something special. I don't hate the bet, but I do personally think it's a bit more of a bet than Kirby Doc. Again, yeah. essentially yeah. a second-rounder you know- in Ben Sherratt stuff, I don't hate it, but I, I just I don't know why losing that 20 the second kind of bothers me. But I've seen worse trades, and you know I like Newhook. Is it bad to say I don't really understand from Montreal's side of things? I don't really understand this deal at all. I don't get, I I don't get why you needed again. And we talked about Mitch when you have the option there to take him at five, and you go the day before and do this. I don't really understand the justification behind this deal because to me yeah sure it's similar to to what you did with kirby doc but in this case you gave up a first and a second for alex newhook but last year you gave up alex romanov for kirby doc essentially is what happened Mm -hmm. so yeah i think kirby kirby doc again third overall pick i think you knew the ceiling was a bit higher there with newhook i just i don't really I don't I see why you would take the bet, but that's a big bet to take, and it doesn't necessarily always work out. And I don't necessarily think you can just keep doing this. Um, you know, I, I made the I was thinking of the Raptors comparison, and this is a completely different sport and a lot and a very, very, very different situation. But a lot of them you know, the, a lot of people say that they're they always take the guys with that could have the upside, and they look at Pascal and they look at Fred, and it's like, yeah, but that happens every once in a while. That doesn't happen every time you do that. And in this case, you did it in back to back years. Kirby Doc really worked out, former third overall pick again, I say, and then you do it again with New Hook, but you give up a first and a second. I don't know. Feels like an unnecessary risk i think yeah it's a greater risk a uh, kirby doc even though he blossomed in montreal he was kind of like just what you said before alex like a, a seasoned prospect it's it was already kind of 
known what he offers to a team and he's been able to i guess gauge more responsibility there alex newhook i think was a lot more sheltered in colorado he is a player that hasn't given been given a big role you know they lost nazim kadri and it was still jd confer getting those top six center minutes um i use that as one example again like i don't like always saying this but when it comes to the young guys and what you kind of got want to get there for a guy that needs a new change of senior. I think Kirby Doc just had more going for him in terms of size, in terms of just that NHL size of what you wanted out of a center. And it 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 did still kind of feel like an overpay for me too. Like you you've kind of convinced me to kind of think like, yeah, that second, especially in this draft, would have been a lot more valuable. I could understand if you don't see someone at 31 you don't necessarily like, but at 37, there was so much more possibilities. And so, that's a oh sorry no sorry go ahead go ahead no and I think that's a good point Daniel though like the difference between these two guys and Doc and Newhook and the opportunities like you look at Kirby Doc and the opportunities he was given not necessarily the best environment Chicago wasn't great but with Newhook it's like you were given the opportunities with some really good players and you weren't able to hold it. And I get it. They were trying to compete, and it's a a different situation. But you weren't able – to me, it was like you weren't able to hold it. And I would have have thought, and I could be completely wrong, that he had the bit of the advantage there. First overall – first overall, first round pick, relatively young, play on the wing. But it's just like I felt at times he wasn't able to stick there. Again, I could be completely wrong come the end of the year. Call me silly. Like, I'm down to be wrong. So he might be like, okay, these are two options I, I think we have. He's either going to be a Kirby Doc story, Alex Newhook, or he's going to be a Tyson Jolst story. I hope not. So here are the two things I would say to counter it. Is So first off, so looking at the Kirby, I'd actually argue they gave up more for Kirby Doc than this because I'm looking at it. Montreal, so originally they acquired pick 13 from the Islanders for Romanov and pick 98. Kirby Doc, they then gave up, to get him, they gave up pick 66 and pick 13. So I don't hate having to give up pick 31, and then that would have been like 36 maybe? So I don't hate, the cost looking at it is cheaper than Kirby Doc, at least in my eyes. Now, I'm not surprised they did it for a few reasons. I think what the Canadians look at is maybe the player they could have gotten there and instead compared it to what could have become or like what they see in Newhook. And I'd say the I think the reason they got him, and it's funny, the guys at the Athletic, well, now it's just Harp and Basu, unfortunately, actually talked about some of the trade targets that they think the Canadians would go after, and Newhook was there. I think what you see with Newhook is I think his style of play, like his speed, like his skill and speed. He's the profile of player that the Canadians are looking to bring in. Um, and going to like what was working in Colorado. Listen, if I have my confidence shaken right now in Kent Hughes, I do not have that shaken in Martin St. Louis. Mar- Martin St. Louis. Huh, what am I doing? Um, and St. Louis was actually doing some media, and he was saying about uh, Newhook is the expectations in Montreal compared to Colorado. Obviously, we just saw them you know what, they had just won the cup. Maybe the standards and the level and room for error for Newhook is going to be, you know, he can make a lot more mistakes and really grow more in Montreal Mm -hmm. compared to the expectations he might have in Colorado. 
Sure. I think that's a fair argument. For sure. Um, now, you know, then again, this guy needs to hit and be a really good top six contributor. Again, I'm going to concede that it is a bigger bet than Kirby Doc, but I can I can see why they did it, and I like some of the reasoning. It's just... But does he fit um, in the top six right now? Well, here's the thing is they got to make a move because they even if they want to at least try him at center, mm-hmm. and let's say like they just for the hell of it, Kirby Doc starts <clears> winging <throat> and he's back on the top line next year, Christian Dvorak's still kind of there. And I think I, they he's did injured, sort of... Right? Dvorak? Is, is what I read. Men, men, men. Everyone's always hurt there. Well, they did get some new medical staff, but I, I don't think anyone's super interested to hear that on the podcast. But like, even when he's back, I actually didn't know who I didn't know he was hurt. But anyway, no, even with him, they have a lot of centers. But I think they did talk about committing to having him in the top six because otherwise, I would be if they did it. God help me, Alex. If if there is a time when our me and Hoffman stop getting start getting top six chances, and I swear to God they move Newark down to the third line, I will come on this podcast. And I will lose my goddamn mind because right. <laughs> giving up essentially picks like seven picks within each other, I will be so mad. Um, but I don't, I don't, I'm not in love with it. I don't hate it, but um, yeah, it's a weird. It was, a, it's a weird time to be a Habs fan because I'm trying to also look at this trade away from my blinding rage of Rhinebacker. <laughs> but you know, I've seen I've seen trades I hate more in that. But yeah, you know, yeah. it's um, not the worst trade. It's just the bet. No, it's just, that I'm it's just yeah. I look it's, at it is a bet. It objectively is a bet, and you know, they they like young players that maybe are going to be further along in development, and I'm all for that. But let's just not sacrifice all the assets. You know, again, forward wise, they need to they need elite talent. Let's just get to it. Um, let's talk about the, um, the Leafs. Do not disturb, God damn it. Um, and let's open with this. So right now, um, a lot of the headlines around the leaks are around William Nylander. Mm. At Easton Cowan. Um, do you want to? We're in the draft. No, no, do you want to talk about Easton Cowan? We'll do William. Buddy, I could. I I won't lie. Couldn't tell you a single word about him. Yeah, I, I think if you're a team in the fan base like the Leafs, you don't really care about who they drafted first. It's mm. it's kind of like we got stuff to do right now and. A lot of headlines, including the fact that the per Chris Johnson, it's not going well between the Leafs and Nylander right now. Apparently, the Pierre-Luc Dubois stuff put Nylander's money up, uh, a.k.a. he wants 10. I think what the Leafs want him around 8 or 9, Alex? Uh, 8 and a half. Yeah, eight they counted 8 and a half. Um, listen, there's a lot around the fact of how does this or how does Austin Matthews, whenever he signed, affect this? You know, if, if oh. the Oh my God! I, I leave me I, alone. Sorry, not you, Adam. I'm not mad at you. Yeah, no, yeah. Otherwise, I'm, you wouldn't be on this Zoom call. Yeah, I, I'm so done with. I'm really exhausted. Of I'm gonna watch what the, we're gonna watch what this guy takes. Okay. All right, we're gonna do this again. We're gonna have it another time, and only in this market. Only in this market could we love when our guys get paid. You know, when when McDavid took a, a million dollars less, he took 12 and a half instead of 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. Were people upset that he took a million less? No. Okay. <laughs> like, no, I, I, what are we doing? What are we doing in this city? Can I ask these rich snobs, what are we doing? 
is that what we like you know for a city that's so down bad at the moment we had to get they had to get a new mayor i don't live in toronto not my problem they had to get a new mayor I forgot let's be that. let's be real the city hasn't been at its peak for quite some time but we're gonna worry that austin matthews and um william nylander get their money and then when mitch martyr comes around and needs to get his money we're gonna make sure he gets his money too yeah yeah we got sick Screw of Luke dubois like the Screw next year of these coverage is gonna be awful i'm i want to run through a wall like enough <laughs> leave me way. a not in a good way like yeah. lee it's not it's adrenaline but not for the same reasons as as like aggression. Someone else. Yeah, it's so unbelievably annoying that we're doing this again. Just decide, what are we doing? I don't want to hear. Like I read today, someone said that the Leafs were shopping TJ Brody. Are they enough? I, Stop making crap up. No one cares. I, maybe they do. I don't care. I don't believe yep. you. I, I don't care. Unless you have some cold, hard facts, kick it to the curb. No one wants to read it. I, that might be mean, but like I, I'm so tired. I, how many t- years did we do it for? Two? I had to hear about William Nylander. It's like the clock. It's like, what? did C- It's like CP24 chasing uh, Kawhi. Do we need a countdown clock? Like what? Should I go on the Sportsnet website? And it's like countdown to William Nylander extension. Leave me alone. Stop. I don't care anymore. Okay. Let let, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, because then we do need to quickly talk about their off season as a whole, because oh. there are some signings. <clears throat> like day day one of the yeah, agency, baby. the Toronto's day two was like, whoa, they, this is a complete 180. Um, like they went from like yeah. step back in our tier list to all of a sudden like oh okay this is They're, quite spicy this yeah. Like, yeah um now what are you comfortable paying William Nylander? No more than nine million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Not an emphasis on the no more. If it's nine, can't point, have his jersey number in it. Listen, I'm not going to be pissed off that his jersey number is in it. I'm not going to lose my mind over it. It's just going to be like, this is what we're fighting over. It's like pettiness. Like, are you in high school? Is the NHL high school? That's I mean, my question. I'll, I'm, at, I'm just asking. Even if I say a lot of the athletes probably have the education of stopping uh, that's, that's me. You're not wrong, but that might be a little mean. That yeah. might be. Hey, not the NCAA guys. I know. mean, is it Whatever. not like the biggest deal when NCAA prospects are like, I'm going to do the full four years, guys? Yeah. Like, yeah oh, my God, oh, my God, you're getting an education? Oh, my God. You're getting an education? Shame. Shame on you. Oh, man. Um, nine. Nine. N- most. Most. Under this pay structure, that's just what's, uh, what's happening. On the open market, he'd get more. Is that fair? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's see if it has the big bump next year, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Right, but nine. Yeah, yeah. It's about what, you know, 40 goals, that's nothing to kind of ignore. Okay, but let, let's put it, it like yeah. this. Let, let's put it in this perspective. How much does Matthew Kachuk make? Uh, what is it, 9.5? He does. So yeah. what's the justification? Like, let's be real. Matthew Kachuk knew there was going to be a bump. When he signed his nine and a half million dollar AAV deal. Yeah. What's the justification to be paid more than Matthew Kachuk? I can ooh, I can give you two reasons. Or two reasons William that, him is, that him and his camp would go to. 
Go ahead. Num- number one, uh, different time, COVID. Now escrows thinking the cap is going Give up. Me a you break. could argue that. Um, yeah, but we all knew the cap was going up. He but, knew but Matthew Kachuk still, knew it too. Yeah, but then if I'm who's Nylander's agent? Lewis uh, Gross. Honey, if I was Lewis Gross, I'd say, well, that's him and this is us. Why do I if know his agent's name? And like, and, uh, and the an second thing yeah, would why. be the second thing would be if he has a career year, this, this, this. And you could probably say something around like, you know, of all these guys, who's been your most consistent playoff performer in the market that's always so anxious about playoffs. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what maybe mm-hmm. he tries to go for. I'll but, rebut like, you. I'll rebut I'm, you. I'm not, Alex, I'm not Dave Poulin who says he's better than Mitch Marner because when I watched that clip happen, I was watching Trade Center when he said that. So not yeah, Trade yeah, Center, yeah. Free Agent Frenzy. And I said out loud to my mom, I must have missed the part when William Nylander was all of a sudden a Selkie finalist. I'm not saying right. it's the worst thing ever if he gets 10 million, but like let's let's it's calm down about it, how good it's he a is. lot. It yeah. can't happen in this city. Is William Nylander a two-time hundred point man? No, how many points did he even have last year? Did he break 90? William Nylander? Yeah. I'll double check, but I can tell I you he's he, he doesn't he was have kind of cool at the end of the year because I knew him for he had 87 points last year. He has 87 points as a winger. Like, I heard people mention you can't give your second best winger 10 million. I was like, okay, that's hold on. I think that's a now when it's William Nylander. wrong way because I'm like, second best right winger Marner's a bit, but it's like, I, I still think it's a little like, is, is 87 points as a winger, does that get you 10 million? I'm trying no. to think who are some wingers no. that make that much money. It's, it's tough I'm, to see. It's no. tough to see. The answer is no. He could get it, but I guess for the salary structure in Toronto, it's really difficult to see that being justified. Yep. Unless Matthews takes less. (laughs) Screw off. I only took 13 million for three years. Come on, Willie. Come on down. No, I and let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. That's not a discount, by the way. the the gushing oh my god i'm so mad about the gushing over this man taking five years oh my god get out whose side are you on who pays the bills because i'm pretty sure it's not austin matthews hey alex can i ask you one thing Hello? Um, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm here. Stop. Sorry, I'm just upset. So Brad Living made the point of saying, you know, they don't want or was it him or Craig Conroy that were like they would do different things differently with Johnny Goudreau? Craig are you Conroy at all that. concerned? Well, both of them both of them kind of said that okay. in a way. In ways. Are, are you concerned that Bradshaw Living will see that and there will be extra pressure and it could be a negotiating point against him? No, I don't think it's as critical as we can and we will. That was okay. like legendary all time, legacy defining. But do you think there is a not I shouldn't say true living. Will there be a thing of a mentality within him, MLSC and Brandon Shanahan to make sure Willie stays? Well, it's different with Willie. It's one thing with Matthews. It's a completely different beast Mm -hmm. with Matthews. It's like, I don't know with William Nylander. It's an easy question. Do you want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf? Brad, when you had your introductory press conference, what did he say? What did Brad say? It can't be about the core four anymore. So when you walk into those negotiations and listen, I know nothing. I know nothing. I've never negotiated a contract of anywhere near that size. Alex, come on, we negotiate contracts in two on podcasts. Uh, no, all but the time. N- not <laughs> for on. not for for that much money ever ever. It's our training for those. Yeah. Do you want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf? 
That's the question. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, the question. Of the episode. Yeah, Maybe. Do that's, you want to be a Leaf? Do you want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf? Do you like, want to be a Toronto? I, I don't think it needs to be so complicated. Um, Daniel, would you like to add anything? Just because we are getting kind of cold. Mm-hmm. No, we still have ah, like 20 odd minutes, but upset. you know, no, yeah, I want to make sure we get I'm very upset. I like what Alex I want it to be now with very upset. Again, like I called it on the dock, the 2.0 watch for Nylander, and we're gonna go through the rigors of it again. The trade scenarios, we're gonna you're gonna see a lot oh, of those. God. We're gonna see the comparables of what he wants to get, what he kind of views himself. I guess two things as a leaf and what his role is. If he really believes he can be that guy on another team. I don't think he can. I, I think he's a fantastic player, but I don't think he's a franchise player. Um, he's the Phil Kessel. Yeah, he's the Phil Kessel. He's the Phil Kessel yeah. with actual centers. Yeah. Um that that's that that just to the bottom like that's where I see it right now. I think we've reached a point, especially when we started this podcast too, just of the type of player he's grown into, but an understanding of what we already know and see with him. So understand the value there. And look at the comparables as ready. Like, you think he's comparing himself to David Pasternak again? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're the, we have the same stylist, probably, but you know. Well, they're two friends, so I don't know. Yeah, but... man. Okay, uh, we'll see. <laughs> two stylish very, guys. I'm very upset. Um, uh, let's can quickly... we talk about their additions. I, I, I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna get there. So Thanks. day one of free agency, or leading up to it, a lot of people were kind of worried because, so. The first or the news that came in was David Kampf getting a four-year deal at $2.4 million. Uh, Mr. Great Penalty Killer doesn't score a lot of goals, but you know, when he does score, they are big. They are, yeah. I'll say that. He scores in the most hell of times. Maybe a bit rich. And then day one opens, and I think everyone's everyone sort of got a little nervous. Um, because on the back end, they did sign John Klingberg to a one-year deal of $4.1 million. That was a little nuts. It was a little crazy. It was a little zesty. As much as we all, you know, like him. And on top of that, they signed 36-year-old Ryan Reeves to a three-year deal at $1.3 million. Um, do we want to talk about those deals before we get to the positivity? Because at this point, yeah. like the Ryan Reeves stuff made me mad because I I was incensed about it. Because I thought the- it was stupid, but. I don't think the John Klingberg thing is as overly bad as people make it out to seem. I think if you look at the, what, listen, I know he plays no defense. I'm well aware. We talked about it plenty of times, but the one thing the Leafs definitely lacked in previous years was actual offense from their decor when the majority of it was coming from Morgan Riley. it, It was a problem. Like, fine, he, John Klingberg's probably going to play on the second power play unit. Like, it's he's coming in at a different time than when Tyson Berry came in. Like, I don't look at this. That, and I know people have been comparing it to that. But to me, it's like I, I look at it as very different situations. There's To me, when Tyson Berry came in, he had about all the pressure in the world. Yeah. Because he was coming in in a trade for Nazem Kadri. And it was a right-hand shot. Right-hand shot. John Klimber's coming in. I'm, there's going to be pressure, absolutely, but nowhere near as the same. He's coming in as a, as a free agent after a bat knock rate year 
in Anaheim slash Minnesota, who he himself admitted was tough. Um, Ryan Reeves, on the other hand, I, I don't get the term. I don't get the three years. Um, maybe you can justify the the number because it's buryable. I I I I don't get the three years that what it exactly is that you're trying to do. Like, did you, were you were they not just battling it out against Minnesota? Like, so who else was interested? Here's what annoys me about Ryan Reeves is. Do you remember the last team to beat the Vegas Golden Knights in a playoff series? Uh, Pittsburgh. No, sorry. Um, Montreal. Montreal Canadiens. So, you know what I I remember about those, the biggest, you know what I remember about the biggest games in those series? He didn't play. Ryan Reeves was on the bench. Um, Fine. Like, I will also say, um, if Kyle Clifford and Wayne Simmons couldn't get out of this team what I'm assuming you want Ryan Reeves to bring. Like, like here's the thing. You know but how changed, much of but, a help Ryan Reeves was to the Minnesota Wild? They were so great that they made it all the way to they lost in the first round to the Dallas Stars. I just don't. No, but when, but here's where it changed. And here's where I agree with the point when it's Ryan Reeves on his own. Until okay. day two of free agents. Okay, that is a fair point. I didn't think of that. When we, when you when yeah. you look at it on his own, a hundred percent. That's why day one looked like an absolute nightmare. Yeah, like that's. I remember I was at a wedding and we're ta- we were I was talking about it with a couple of people. I go, just Ryan Reeves, just Ryan Reeves. Like that's re- what. And again, it was just day one. Yeah. Listen, he's going to be their thirteenth forward. He's not going to play every game. I promise you. I promise you he's going to be a fan favorite. He's going to oh, beat yeah. the living crap out of someone and everyone's going to love it. And that's it. That's all people want. I oh. promise you how easy it is to please people in this city. I, I completely forgot about that. Uh, that yeah. that fact. Uh, that yeah. is a good point. I'll say this one thing about John Klinger, by the way, and then I'll throw mm-hmm. it to Daniel for his thoughts. Uh, for the love of God, don't put him on PP1. Because no, no offense, um, John Klingberg is not a distributor. Guy's a shooter. And no offense, um, yeah. you're like the fifth person on that power play I want shooting the puck. No disrespect, yep. but I'm like, for the remember how mad I used to get when Jeff Petrie would look off Cole Caulfield on the power play? It's mm-hmm. a hundred times worse if you're looking on that. But anyway, yeah, Daniel, your thoughts on day one? Day one, yeah. Um, I was kind of confused on what was going on. Uh, I think for the Leafs, I... I, I knew it. I kind of knew that a lot of their deadline guys that were pending were not going to come back as much as I wanted Luke Shen to return. As much as I thought Ryan O'Reilly was a good fit for there. And, you know, maybe I just was kind of getting that feeling of, okay, this is a Brad Trilliving thing again, where he's going to bring a guy like Ryan Reeves in and just try to bring in that size, try to bring in that type of team and just try to get someone that could maybe – in a way, yeah, just protect the big guy, like the the bigger guys there. But man, oh man, like the John Klingberg one kind of that threw me off. By Sorry? that threw me off a lot. The John Klingberg one, I didn't think yeah, was weird. he was gonna go for that. Um, it's understandable now where we looked at Toronto's defense in the playoffs. As much as I liked what they were able to do, bring in more defensive guys, like they really did lose a lot of that offense from the back end uh like 
you you'll get the occasional stuff from a TJ Brody or but that's not enough. So I liked I liked getting another right hand shot there. Um I agree with you too with the way Klingberg's been. I think he kind of settled down. In Dallas, he was always on PP1. And when he went to Minnesota, that's when things kind of settled down. You know, with the Ducks, that's you know, a whole different it's thing nuts. because that was just a terrible team defensively. And in Minnesota, I think that did kind of humble him in what his role is now. He's not gonna, he's not that guy where we were expecting that huge extension anymore. And I thought it was okay. I thought, okay, we're getting somewhere with these signings, at least for day one. Um, then we go to day two, and uh, the roof gets blown off um, because, first off, Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, get signed. We're talking about Detroit after this because I saw something that I really, really want to bring up. But anyway, uh, Tyler Bertruzzi, the guy who, uh, Mr. No Vaccine, one year, $5.5 million deal. Then I believe it was the next day it was confirmed, but we knew by the end of day two that Max Domi was signing one year, $3 million. Um, two players that, I mean, God, are they not the type of players the Leafs have needed? They are. Max Domi, I think, on his worst days, worst seasons, is a 40-point. Like, he doesn't hit as much as people think that he does. I saw some numbers about no. this, but... He had 22 hits last year, apparently. But he has skill. Worst things, he can be a good distributor, 40-point guy in a bad year, like, easy. But he's spicy. Um, That's all that matters. Really. Like, he That's loves playing in big markets. We oh. saw that in Montreal. And I promise you this, if you're telling me, if you don't think Mac, uh, Max Tomey's going to turn it up a bit wearing the same jersey as his dad. Give him the know, same number. Give him the same number. Come on. And, you know, and Bertruzzi on top of that. Okay, you know, it's just another guy uh, who's got some family blood. Hopefully he doesn't sucker punch I anyone. Went, man, but, so, know. well, Bertuzzi's the guy I wish the Leafs went after with their first round pick. The yes. with the twenty eighth or yeah, I guess it was the twenty eighth pick, and they didn't. Whatever, they picked Easton Cowan instead. Um, they got both. Yeah, they got both. Sure, <laughs> but man, I love it. I won't lie. I, I, I just the idea of man. I, listen, I'm not, dude. Nothing matters until April. You thought last year was bad. Adam, you thought last year was bad. We're just not going to talk about the Leafs until this April. year is yeah. so incredibly worse. Trade deadline, and that's it. Yeah, and like, oh, they made a trade, and that's it. Like, there's no, there's no game, there's no need for game by game breakdown with this team because nothing matters until April to such a bigger extent. And you know what they, you know, I find what they brought in. A free agency is usually what they bring in at the deadline. If you look over the last couple of years as to what they brought in at the deadline, this they, they brought it in at the beginning of the year. And I really hope that that pays off. And next year, we're or this season, we're gonna there's gonna be a top six that in some ways get I don't even know. Let's just call it what it is Bertuzzi, Matthews, Marner, Domi, Tavares, Nylander. Hmm. Mm. Just someone to um, spice it up. And you know what? It's nice to have Ryan Reeves as your 13th yeah. forward just to beat the crap out of somebody. I do like it a while. I, I do like it a lot. I think 
we already know what we're getting with Tyler Bertuzzi in terms of the size, in terms of the grid, in terms of like that sandpaper we always talk about. Just and a pain. Yeah. Mm. He's a scorer. And I, I think the biggest thing for me is Max Domi because if we're going to put in terms of where these guys play and in comparables of the numbers in terms of the cap hit, um, I, I think he was a guy that even at this point has a higher potential to just be a guy that fits better if you need him in the in the not top nine, in the top six somewhere than an Alex Kerfoot, where time and time again, they tried to put him in the top six. It just never worked out. And You think? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. No, no, go on. Finish, finish. Yeah, and I think with Max Domi, he was a guy that we saw with Dallas that when he got there at the deadline, he really was able to heat it up a bit more. Um, it's a spark plug you need. We, we talk about how there's just certain guys that they write, they they work towards the, what they're able to give in the occasion they're given. And I think Max Domi is just that type of guy for them where he'd be a spark plug for them when maybe the top guys are being neutralized or you're just not getting scoring from them. I, I, we're forgetting a really important thing about these two guys. Mm-hmm. Do you think they what? sign referee sticks? That's <laughs> oh, all that matters. Domi definitely does. Yeah. I can Boy, his dad, but Bertuzzi. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It might be important. Maybe, it might, maybe Ryan Reeves. I, does. I, I don't know. I, I saw the I saw the clip of uh, Bertuzzi grabbing. It was I don't remember. I think it was the Florida series, or it was when he was in Detroit. I don't remember grabbing a Florida player stick and just taking <laughs> it with him to the bench. Yes. And uh, I'm thinking, what the hell happens if he does that when he's in Toronto? You, you know what that reminds me of. The famous clip where Corey Perry has Marion Hosa stick and he won't give it back to him. So Hosa lets go and Perry drops it. And he's like, yeah. oh, there you go. I love that clip so much. I just, um, Inter- I just want that in Toronto. That's all I've been asking for for like three or four years now. I'm not um, a hard man to please. We're, we're going to go rapid fire here because okay. we only have a few more minutes and there's a lot to get to. Okay, quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, It looks like. Philip Zadina will be bought out to, uh, or contract tomorrow, terminated tomorrow, maybe. But anyway, um, this is from Big Head Hockey, Detroit's last two free agencies. Billy Huso, 4.8 times three years. Andrew Cott, 5.65 years. David Perron, 4.82 years. Ben Chirot, 4.8 for four years. Justin Hall, 3.4 for three years. Jake T. Comfort for 5.1 for five years. I missed this one. $4 million for one year for Shane Goss's bear. Didn't know that. The missed that bear. part. But isn't yeah, that kind I, of fine? Um, I'm kind of confused. Uh, I am starting to question the Shanna plan. I won't lie. The what? The Iser plan. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, both. Um, <laughs> oh, I've been questioning the Shanna plan for years. Yeah, seems, it's been so. it's been getting it's been getting uh, kind of uh, confusing. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk goes to Arizona along with Alex Kerfoot and Jason Zucker. Weird. Um, Alex, yeah, this is from Cat Friendly's depth charts. Alex Galchenyuk's NHL journey, drafted by Montreal, re-signed by Montreal. I'm assuming he means extended. Uh, traded to Arizona, then Pittsburgh, then Minnesota, signed by Ottawa, traded to Carolina. Forgot about that because it was like a two-way thing where then he went to Toronto, signed by Arizona, signed by Colorado, rights traded to Nashville, and signed back with the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, they're just he filling is, roster uh, spots. He is allowing himself. Yeah, he's got a whole forward line of stuff. He's just... He's just going through. Um, the Canadian signed Lias Anderson to a two-way deal. Uh, who cares? Uh, throw your silver medal again. I love. I legit love that moment. By the way, I think it's really funny. Um, 
Oh yeah, Pierre Engvall. Sorokin, eight-year deal. He's good. Sweet, cool. Um, Man, I love that deal. I know it's less than nine million. Mm, Connor Hellebuck, you ain't getting the Vasilevsky deal anymore. By the way, brother. No. Um, sorry to hear that. Jonathan Druin is going to play with his former Moosehead uh, teammate and uh, Nathan McKinnon. That's uh, he's gonna have. You just need Zach Fukali now, and they're good. He's gonna have (laughs) sixty points, and it's gonna bother the hell out of me. I can't wait for it to happen. Uh, okay. Uh, um, so <laughs> Riley Smith comes in for a third to Pittsburgh, basically Jason Zucker's replacement. Um, I only wanted to mention this because obviously the Penguins drafted Brendan Yeager, great name, uh, not as good as Aaron Yeager for all my Attack on Titan fans out there. Um, but do you know what's really funny in Elite Prospects Draft Guide? Do you know who Brendan Yeager's comparable is in the NHL? Riley Smith. Smith. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Um, Ivan Barbashev also stays in Vegas five times five. Did not, I thought he was going to go to the open market and get more. Low pricing, don't hate it. You thought he would have got more in the open market? Oh, yeah, 100%. More than five by five. He would have gotten year. the, uh, he would have gotten Alex Kaloran money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> almost, that's the, almost yeah. the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would have gotten more. Um, do 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 do. Tyler Toffoli gets traded for a third in Jaeger Saragovic. Yo, we to New should Jersey. talk about the Flames sometime soon. That was that's not a good trade. I don't want to hear a damn thing about contract wise. And the, shut up, shut up. That's a dumb deal. It's a bad deal, and we need to admit it. They gave him a first and a prospect for that guy. Yeah, I like. I get, I get this. I get the situation, but do better. Um. Five-year deal, $20 million uh, is the total thing of it. I believe it's a $5 million. No, it's not. No, it's not. For who? Uh, Jonas Corposalo. What's $20 million oh. divided by five? Four. Help Four. me. Four. Four. Jonas Corposalo. Yeah, they got their goalie. I didn't think he'd go to Ottawa, but good for them. They got their goalie. Yeah, I mean, sure, we'll see what happens next year. Because the rebuild is over. Are they going to get more points than the Leafs, though? That was a conversation uh, that started on Twitter. Thanks. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, my uh, neighbors are being very loud, and I kind of hate it. Matthew Shane, one year, $3 million with the Dallas Stars. Don't man, hate I wish he was a Leaf. Yeah, that's a good. That's good. Um, it took me way too long to realize what you guys meant by the Winnipeg Wheel show gets canceled. Blake Wheeler gets bought out, then signs a one-year deal with the New York Rangers. He'll fit in because they don't play defense right. and rely on their Hulk. Uh, their, uh, I feel like Mike called that, didn't he? Who knows? Probably uh, did. Maybe. No. But um, and uh, like a nice cheap number. He, oh, I, he definitely could have got more. K, right? It's like a million, isn't it? You know who it's else is a Ranger, by the way? Jonathan Ooh. Quick. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. So how many games is Igor Shosturkin playing next year? Uh, 75. <laughs> He's playing a lot, man. He's playing a lot. Yeah. Um, where else? Oh, we talked about Tyler DeFoley. Um, Mike Riley finally got bought out. I don't know if he's signed yet, but like low risk player. But um, the real one I want to talk about, Kyler Yamamoto got bought out. Yeah. Yeah. He's a throw in for mm. the for with some Clauston. Yeah, so Costin got signed, I'm pretty sure, yeah, by the Red two Wings. Million Where a did year. Yamamoto end up? Uh, oh, Seattle. Uh, Seattle, 1.5. That's an okay, that's smart by Seattle. Man. Smart team. Sometimes. Yeah, after their first year, they became smart. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I guess, guess this is almost them beating. Trying. I mean, I guess almost beating Colorado does that. Or no, they beat Colorado. They almost beat. Okay. Who do they play in the second round? Why can't I remember? Vegas? Dallas? No. They almost Dallas? almost won the second round. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, Dallas, Dallas. Yeah. Remember, like, um, they're feasting on Jake Oninger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I think that's everything. There's a I lot so. of crap that I need to go through on my phone, but a lot of it's just sort of a lot of stuff about me being upset about David Rambacker. <laughs> a lot of stuff, by the way. Uh, David Poyle, great career. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know people were upset that every team wished him congratulations. Man, stay with Nashville, didn't get fired. How's respect? You know what I mean? You gotta have re- so at LCBR, no, right? To be we, fair, though, yeah. the first round should never be four hours. That's not on him, though. But yeah, that was bad. No, that's not. Da- I'm not it's saying it's David Poyle's so fault. I'm just so like because here's the thing, right? Is I know a lot of people hate the old <laughs> school and think of respect in hockey because it gets overblown. At LCBO, we had a supervisor retire last Friday. Guy's been working there longer than I've been alive. And my manager had a thing of like, there's this one main walkway that basically everyone, either forklifts drive up and then people walk up like the little sidewalk thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, manager got everyone in the warehouse to line up that pathway and they like saw him off, right? Really sweet moment. And you know what the manager said to me was, it's been here all this time. You have to respect that. Uh, and David Poyle did everything in his power to turn Nashville into a real market. And, you know, uh, guy deserves And I think he got to me the trade, like him and um, what was it? So the first captain in national history was Tom Fitzgerald. And he made a trade with Poyle in the seventh round to beat Poyle's like last official trade or something happened. Um, nice, nice little that's story cool. here. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that's what uh, the thing's all about. And shout out to the Habs drafting um, uh, Arbor Jacki's brother, Florian. Um Oh, 101st overall. Oh, mm. my God. Cool name. Florian Jackye? You couldn't get that out of a number generator, probably. No. Um, And, you know, I think that's everything. All right. Unless you guys are... Unless I'm forgetting something. Nope. I do not okay. have anything. No, nope, right. I'm good. Um, well, that's everything. I'm off tomorrow, so I'm going to go relax. Hey. Yeah. You're going to what? All right. Relax. Oh, I see. I'm going to go... To the works, I'm like you're gonna go to New York fries. Never mind. No. Hey, Daniel, you've watched you watch Evangelion, right? That's like your favorite yeah, anime. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen End of Evangelion? I haven't yet. That explains a lot. Okay. I saw this on Twitter. It's an angel. It looks like one. Eh. Mm-hmm. Um. Watch watch even End of Evangelion, and please text me after you watch the opening scene. Okay. Because uh, I binge watch Evangelion when I hurt my back, and I hated it, especially the movie. Okay. Yeah, I absolutely actually I hated it after like episode 17. I've after like that. the Koji stuff. I was like, yeah. it was good, it peaked, and I'm like, I hate the rest of this. Anyway, uh that's <laughs> it. Thank you everyone for watching. We're going to one a week now. Um <laughs> unless we don't get any news and there's not much we can do. Um, but we have the off-season tier list whenever some of the rest of the big names get signed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. Right. Um, thank you for watching and listening and all that crap. We'll see you next time and uh, take it easy.